In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Thanks, Kay. Hey, good morning, everyone. Um, for those who don't know me, my name's Jacob. Uh, I'm one of the workers here at the branch. Uh, it's great to see so many new faces, so special welcome again uh, to any visitors with us. Um, and Merry Christmas. Uh, today's a good day, isn't it? Why don't we pray before we get started? Dear God and Father in heaven, uh, we pray now that uh, as we consider this story about you sending your son into our world... Uh, Lord, that you would uh, work in our hearts to help us to understand the significance of it uh, and to bring us joy, to warm our hearts uh, about the story of good news uh, that will be a cause of great joy. Uh, Father, we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I wonder, when was the last time that you felt great joy? There's lots of stuff that happens from day-to-day in life that makes us happy or gets us a bit excited, but there are times, aren't there, that are just kind of next level. 
maybe Christmas time is one of those times for you. You know, you get to get together with family, uh, some people visiting from interstate. Uh, you know, you hang out with the people that you love, you eat great food, you give presents, you get presents. Uh, it's a great time of year, hey? I uh, had a great time last night with family, had a great time on Sunday night at Carol's, you know, walking around with the family, seeing lots of people just enjoying themselves uh, at this time of year. Lots of us on holidays notice, you know, heaps of camper trailers getting around the roads the last few days. It's exciting and uh, a source of joy to be on holidays, isn't it? And, um, and Tassie's a good place to go camping, like... How good is Tassie? For those of you visiting from the mainland, I want to say to you, how good is Tassie? We've got it really, really good here. Uh, It's a great part of the world. For starters, it's a really good place to raise a family. And if you're a parent, then maybe your, your family, your kids are a source of real joy for you. Seeing them grow up and develop their own little personalities, like the hilarious stuff that they do and say... And then as they get older, they start to, you know, figure out what they're good at in life and uh, start to achieve things. Um, I really think that one of the greatest joys in life would be to be, as a parent, to see your kids kind of grow up and mature and um, be on the right track in life and do well in life and start to have their own kids and you become a grandparent and you all get together on Christmas Day. Uh, And it's a time of great joy. Life can be full of joy and Christmas time can be a real reminder of that. I want to acknowledge that's not the case for everyone. For some people, Christmas time is is really hard. It's depressing. It's a reminder of things that you don't have or things that you've lost. I was talking to um, someone just before, actually, out in the foyer who yesterday night went and visited kids out at Ashley Youth Detention Centre you know, kids that have known a lot of brokenness and pain, and I'm sure that Christmas time is a reminder for them that um, there's a lot in life that perhaps they've missed out on. For others, Christmas is just financially stressful or stressful hanging out with family that you actually don't really want to hang out with. But even for those of us who do love Christmas, for those of us for who Christmas time is a time of real joy, here's the thing Christmas doesn't last. Tomorrow it's all over, holidays end, family goes home and then you don't get to speak to them as much as you'd like. Some of you will be going back to jobs in a couple of weeks that bring you no joy at all. Your kids can be a source of joy, but they can be a tremendous source of frustration and pain as well. Times of joy don't last. And the things that bring us joy also have the potential to cause us pain. In between moments of joy, there's lots of dull, unexciting, frustrating and depressing moments as well. And those moments serve as a reminder that something's not quite right with the world. And perhaps that something's not quite right about us. Do you ever get that feeling? Like the sense that something's missing and that real, lasting, satisfying joy can't be found in ourselves or in our lives or in our circumstances, even in this world. Joy that lasts 
has to come from out of this world. Well, today we're going to spend some time looking at an announcement that came from out of this world that was made about good news that would cause great joy for all the people, all the people back then and all the people here today. We'll look at quickly what that good news is and then we'll spend some more time looking at why it's a cause for great joy. Uh, so Kay read for us a chapter from the book of Luke. That's a, like a biography of Jesus' life. Uh, and at the start of that chapter, we got the basic historical facts about Jesus' birth. He was born in Bethlehem. Uh, his parents were Mary and Joseph. Uh, he was born um, in an animal shed because there was no room for him in the inn. And he was laid in a manger, which is like an animal feeding trough. And if you've got any background in church, or even if you don't have a background in church, then you probably know this scene, right? Like it's a, it's a scene from a movie that we've all watched. Well, now imagine that the movie changes scene, and we're out in a field at night with some shepherds, and an angel suddenly shows up, and the reason that he shows up is there to tell the shepherds about what's just happened in Bethlehem. He says to them, I've got good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, which is Bethlehem, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. What's the good news? Simply this. The good news is that Jesus was born into the world. It's really, really good news. And that's why we want to make a big deal of it at Christmas. We make a big deal of this moment in history and that's just what it is. It's a, it's a historical fact. It's a, something that happened in history. Like you might hear some people say that believing in Jesus is a fairy tale or a legend or a myth, but um, that's simply not the case. Uh, there's lots of good hyster- historical evidence for the life and the, uh, the birth and the life and the death of Jesus. Um, and if you wanted to dig more into it, you could pick up a book like this. This is by a guy called John Dixon. He's an Australian historian. Uh, he digs deep into the kind of historical evidence for um, Jesus' birth and his life. There's no debate really about the fact of Jesus' birth... What interests us this morning, the real question for us, is who was he and why did he come? Answer that question and you start to see why his birth is a cause for great joy. And we start to get the answer when we look at the words that the angel used to describe who Jesus was. He said, today in the town of uh, David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The angel told the shepherds, that Jesus wasn't just any baby boy. No, he was a saviour. He came to save. Which raises the question, doesn't it? Save from what? Maybe you're sitting here thinking, what do you mean saving? I don't need saving. But the Bible teaches, and Christianity has always held, that actually all of us need saving. And we need saving from this thing called sin. And in our culture, maybe the idea of sin might seem pretty outdated and might bring up connotations of just doing naughty things as a kid or whatever or doing bad stuff. But actually, at the deepest level, sin is what you do when you reject the God who made this world and who made you. It can actually be helpful to think of sin in terms of a relationship. Let me explain with a story about a guy called Sam. Sam grew up in a loving and generous family. 
His parents loved him and treated him perfectly. But when he turned 18, he decided to move out and live in another city. The day he left, he sat his parents down and told them that that he didn't want anything to do with them. No contact, no visits, no relationship at all. He was even going to change his last name because as far as he was concerned, his parents didn't exist. Sam moved to his new city and he lived a good life. He was like a model citizen. He gave to charity, he volunteered, he became a really good husband and father. But the fact remained that in spite of the good life he lived, his relationship with his parents was still broken. All of us are like Sam. Our lives might look good on the outside and we might think of ourselves as pretty good people and there probably is lots of good things that happen in our life and lots of good things that we contribute. But we've lived as if God doesn't exist or if he does exist, then he has no right to tell us how to live our lives. And because of that, we're not right with God. Humanity as a whole is not right with God because we've rejected him and gone our own way. And the world is broken because of it. And you know the world is broken, right? Like you've only got to turn on the news or study history. The place is kind of stuffed. And if I can make this personal... Maybe you know that you're not quite right. The brokenness in this world and the brokenness in us is because of this thing called sin. And because of sin, we're cut off from God and we've got no way of putting things right. Sorry, that's a bit grim to talk about on Christmas Day, isn't it? But it's true. We're in a bad way and we need saving. And Jesus came into our world to save us. Jesus was born into our world to make a way for us to get right with God again. His birth heralds forgiveness and freedom from sin. His birth heralds a new life A fresh start. Jesus was born into our world to bring peace. Peace between us and God and peace in the hearts of everyone who would believe in Jesus. Actually, the announcement that the angel made to the shepherds about Jesus' birth is a little bit like the announcement that war is over and that peace is finally come. You know when it was announced and, uh, when World War II was over and you read of these scenes or perhaps you've seen in documentaries these scenes of like tens of thousands of people bursting into the streets kind of laughing and cheering and singing and dancing and hugging and kissing each other in celebration. I don't know if you've seen some of those scenes on documentaries but they're scenes of like pure relief and jubilation, aren't they? And that's the significance of Jesus' birth. Please don't miss it. 
I think to miss it, to miss the joy that comes from Jesus' birth, is a bit like being the ultimate Christmas Grinch. You know, I used to be a Christmas Grinch. I used to think, oh, it's all about consumerism and, you know, people going shopping and people trying to make money. But lately I've thought, you know, boo to that. Why not allow your heart to be warmed by the good news of Jesus coming into our world to bring us salvation from sin? If you've been a Christian for a long time, take the time at Christmas to really meditate on it. I've read a, um, like an Advent devotional over the last few days that's just been so good every day, reflecting on a different aspect of why Jesus coming into the world is cause for good news. And if all this is new to you, then by all means, dig deeper. I'll be happy to catch up with you after. But for all of us, why not hitch our hat on the bandwagon of Jesus coming into our world to bring us joy? We'd be hitching our hat along with the angels. We'd be hitching our hat along with nature itself. There's places in the Bible that call for the heavens to sing and for the oceans to roar and for the trees in the forest to burst into song because of the birth of this little baby boy. In the middle of a dark and broken world, the birth of Jesus shines brightly as good news of great joy. You might be thinking, well, hang on, isn't the world still broken? And it is, you know, 2,000 years on from Jesus' birth, and if anything, it looks like things are getting worse. But what we can be reminded of this morning is that Jesus being born as a baby in Bethlehem was only the first part of his mission. Remember the other words that the angel used to call Jesus? He called Jesus the Messiah and the Lord. And those words, they basically mean that Jesus was like a promised king who came with power and authority. And he proved that authority and power during his life by doing all sorts of miracles like healing people and raising people from the dead and calming storms with just his words. And finally, after he'd been put to death on a cross to pay for our sins, he rose from the dead himself. Crazy stuff, right? But all of that was to not be like a sideshow alley, trick pony or whatever it might be. All of that was to kind of prove that Jesus was indeed the Messiah, the Lord. It was proving that he was who the angel said he was when he was born. And more than that, when Jesus healed sick people, when he brought people back to life when he calmed down furious storms, when he rose from the dead, he was also giving us a glimpse of a world put right. Those things were like signs pointing to what the world will be like when Jesus comes back again, not as a baby, but as a king to make everything new. You know, I love this time of year, but there's another time of year where something really special happens as well, and that's about mid to late August, and that special thing that happens is the cherry blossoms start coming out on the trees. I don't know if you notice it, they're beautiful pink flowers, and they line the streets of Launceston on the cherry blossom trees, beautiful flowers, and they're pretty to look at, but more than that, those cherry blossoms are like a sign that the dark and cold of winter is nearly over, and that summer's on the way. 
In the same way, Jesus' birth was like a sign that the darkness and cold of this world won't last forever and that the endless summer of a world put right is on its way. A world with no more sickness, no more pain, no more sorrow, no more violence, no more war, no more global warming, no more injustice, no more inequality, no more death. Jesus is going to come back and make a new world for people who have been put right with God by putting their trust in Jesus. It'll be a world of endless peace and joy. That's what we celebrate and that's what we look forward to at Christmas. And if you believe in Jesus, if you trust him with your life and follow him, then you can know some of that joy now. Not like a perfect, always happy, always excited, bubbling over joy, but like a deep sense of joy that no matter what happens in life, no matter what my circumstances, whether it's joyful Christmas time or the more painful seasons of life, I've got a joy that can't be shaken because it's anchored in what Jesus did when he was born into the world and what he'll do when he comes again. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for the good news of Jesus. Uh, Lord, you know all of us in this room this morning. Uh, You know our circumstances. You know where our hearts are at. Maybe our hearts are filled with joy uh, at this time of year of family and feasting and uh, celebrating the good news of Jesus. But Lord, maybe we come with uh, pain or regret or a real acute sense of brokenness. Lord, we pray that whatever the case, that our hearts might be warmed by the birth of Jesus and all that that means. Lord, it means forgiveness. It means reconciliation with you. It means freedom from the brokenness that infests our world. It means a fresh start. Lord, help us to believe in Jesus, to trust in those things and to know some of the joy that comes from that. Lord, we pray that for all of us this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.